You giving me that vibe that you want me to take you home. Hey. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's your boy Q. Welcome to Q's Lounge. I'm your host, Brother Q. And we're going to get inside your comfort zone. Welcome to Q's Lounge. If this is your first time to Q's Lounge, you're welcome. Q's Lounge is our space to uh, vibe and chill. And sometimes you got to find that comfort zone. So you can vibe and chill. Shout out to everybody that is uh watching this in replay. Shout out to everybody on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter who's watching this live. We appreciate you. You know, Q's Lounge is such a vibe, y'all. <laughs> I'm kind of feeling myself with that one. Did you see what I done? Came with my best friend, left with a husband. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your it's your it's your host, Brother Q. And um, I just want to welcome everybody to the show. It's been a little while. Wanna make sure that uh our music and everything is straight. And um, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, give you the intro. So, yeah, just want to welcome everybody to Q's Lounge. I'm your host, Q. Um, it's been a little while since we've gotten together. Our last show that we had, we talked about tough love. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, tough love was definitely, you know, something that was near and dear to my heart because I talk about love all the time. And, you know, society tells us these things about love and wants us to believe, you know, in fairy tales. You know, and I wanted to keep it real because on Q's Lounge, what do we do? We talk about all matters of the heart. And what's really important is making sure that we keep it real, you know. And so um, nothing about love is easy, but the work in it and the reward of, you know, of, of staying resilient, you know, in your relationships and just your aspiration for love is rewarding. Um, and so I just wanted to encourage you guys all um, with tough love. And that also just marked our, you know. The 20th episode, Q's Lounge has been on, you know, been able to stream on Spotify, Apple, and all the different platforms and YouTube for now for two years. Uh, but tonight, tonight we're still, you know, everything is a matter of the heart on Q's Lounge. You know what I mean? If this is your first time, Q's Lounge is our space to vibe and chill. And we talk about all things matters of the heart. And it is my belief that everything is a matter of the heart. And so today we're going to get into some things that I think we need to get into. Um, and we have a special guest today, and my special guest is Latasha Wilson. I want to welcome Latasha into the lounge. Latasha, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well, Brother Q. How you doing? You know, I'm doing real good because I got you um, <laughs> on the lounge, and I've been trying to get you on the lounge for a minute, and uh, I'm just glad that you were here with me, and I'm going to be able to share, um, you know, share you <laughs> I've been telling you, I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to having you on the platform to be able to share, 
um, actually to kind of brag because I got, you know, this conversation, you know, I talk about, you know, friendships and I think that we should brag about our, you know, our close, you know, our close, good relationships that we have. Um, forgive me. I'm um, want to make sure that that we're all set here on the uh, on the audio piece. Um, let's see here. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate being here. And, um, you know, hello to all your, you know, listeners out there here in the lounge. Um, so I'm excited because, you know, I've been wanting to come and, and hang out with you and have one of our conversations actually in front of, you know, in front of people because, you know, we can talk and we have good conversations that lead to some great places. And so now to be able to just, you know, do this is, is amazing. So thank you so much for having me. I appreciate being here. Well, I am so glad to, um, I'm so glad to have you and to, um, you know, and to everybody who is, um, you know, is tuning in, you know, I think that, um, you know, friendships are, are important. And, um, you know, and one of the things that Latasha and I have talked about is that, you know, Latasha is a is a sister to me um, and she is a friend. And I think it's important. You know, I've talked about this in other shows for men and women to be able to be friends, you know, in a very holistic way. And so I'm just going to give a little background um, to Latasha. Um, I'm still having a little sound thing here, but I wanted to give a little background uh, to Latasha because give me a second here. Something is just tripping me out. Well, anyway, so Latasha is a wife and a mom of three, um, three beautiful girls. She is a computer geek turned fitness instructor turned entrepreneur. She began teaching fitness in 2005. And since then, she has created and co-created some of the most sought after premier lifestyles and fitness brands, including Partio Fitness, Hip Hop Hits and fitness for followers. Latasha's motto is to learn, do and teach. And she is a growth mindset. She has a growth mindset. So she is always seeking the latest and greatest when it comes to living a healthier lifestyle. And she has implemented the things that she has learned into her own life. She goes out and shares it with others. And so Latasha, I just want to thank you. Um, again, you, um, you, you've just been really a really good sister. And so I'm just looking forward to having this conversation uh, today uh, to share my relationship with you, with everyone else. And so, um, Latasha, how do you do it all? You a mom and you got all these different <laughs> things you got going on. How do you do it all? Uh, what does God say? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? And That's so right. when I lean on him, when I feel like I'm growing tired, growing weary, I remember like he... He gave it to me so he knew I can handle it. And so um, I just try to push through. So, you know, but I'm also aware when I need to rest. So I want to make throw that little caveat out there as well. Making sure that I rest when I need to. I mean, I mean, is that something that you do diligently? Is it something that like it just happens? I mean, how do you go about making sure you have rest? Um, You know, it's funny because it was just like, most people want to, you know, as a fitness instructor, everyone's like, you know, how do you lose weight and things like that? And as I started to like dive deeper and, you know, become a personal trainer and really just understand how the body works and also how God designed our body, I realized that rest is very, very important. It's um, important to go out there and, and get your sleep. And so 
um, I start to prioritize that over trying to stay up late at night and do that one more thing. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do what I can and then I'm going to lay it down and then I'll take care of the rest and start renewed in the morning. And so uh, prioritizing rest has been um, crucial. Um, sometimes just taking a, a little quick nap during the middle of the day. You know, sometimes, you know, you feel like you're just tired. You, tr- you know, you, you, when I say push through, it's just like there's times where you have to push through. But then there's times it's just like just go sit down. And sometimes I'll just sit there and I'll just close my eyes. And if I fall asleep, I fall asleep. And if I don't, I don't. But it's really just to um, allow my brain to just slow down. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's powerful. So, um, you know, today, Latasha, you have a lot of experience, a lot of things. I know you're a reader. Uh, It says that you're a geek, but, you know, don't let this sister fool you guys. Uh, She is definitely somebody who is, um, you know, she got she got dancing skills like I don't give people credit for dancing. But when this sister dance, I was I turned my head when the first time I seen you dance, I was like, see, I don't like to dance with everybody. But when I saw her dance, I was like, see, she's from my village, my tribe. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> uh, not everybody can uh, not everybody can feel the music like that. And so um, you are not a geek, like whatever the world says by geek. You are a learner. I know that you love learning. And so um, I'm hoping that we can tap into um, you know, some of the uh, life experiences you have and the insight that you have. And I know that, like I said, you study um, and then also just you, you're also a woman of God. And so uh, today's conversation, um, I wanted us to just kind of just get into it um, is about narratives. And the question is, you know, to everyone, who is the author of your narrative? And Latasha, I'll just, you know, let you open up and you know, what does that mean to you, a narrative and an and author of the narrative? What does that mean to you? Wow. Well, at first it used to be me, my own thoughts, you know, that was the author. And I realized when I talk to myself and I listen to myself, it doesn't go very well <laughs> because everything that I tend to say tends to be negative, Right. And so I first had to work on my speech, work on my thought patterns and everything like that. And um, I started to dive deeper into the Bible. And so, you know, as you said, my my faith is really important to me. And when I read the Bible, it reads like a fitness manual to me. Right. And so my favorite life verse is, you know, Romans 12, one and two. And it just talks about renewing your mind, because if you think differently, you will become different. That's where the transformation happens. And so I didn't need to have my own mind. I needed to have the mind of Christ. And so um, when I remove me, less of me, and allow more of him, you know, to fill my thoughts, you know, and it's a battle, right? Because knowing which, you know, is that of God or is it just me, you know, kind of say things. And I always have to go back and, you know, go back to his word to like say, okay, this is what he says. This is what is true. And, you know, I have like daily verses that I recite to myself. Um, you know, it's like, you know, talk about affirmations and things like that. And so I really think about trying to keep everything positive and the more positive, even if it's something bad going on, it's like, how can I state this in such a way um, that's positive? You know, my um, um, best friend and co-creator of Hip Hop Hits, 
you know, I'm always, you know, messing with her. And I'm like, you know, you don't have to do this or you don't need to do this. I'm like, you get to do this. And then she says it like sarcastically, like, yeah, I get to go work, you know, kind of thing. But, you know, but that really is my motto. I really try to make things sound positive and um, keep it upbeat. You know, I'm just, um, I'm wondering about all that sounds good. Um, Where you go? I'm here. I'm here. So all that sounds good. One of the questions I have is um, how does one kind of like differ? How does the narrative and just clearing your mind and like dreams and goals, right? Like how, how do you like separate or, or define them and make them distinctly different? Because dreams are dreams and goals sometimes are things that you, you know, have yet to reach. Um, mm-hmm. But then, like you're talking about clearing your mind and, you know, there's these things that you are, you know, you're using the word um, to help you with your thoughts. But what happens to your dreams and goals and how important are your dreams and goals in terms of like um, your outlook on life? It's very important. It's like you kind of have to, what it boils down to is faith, right? You have to be able to see it before you are able to actually physically touch it, you know. Um, it's kind of like um, I like getting ready to go on a vacation. Sometimes I think just preparing for the vacation is just about as exciting as going on the vacation because it's like you know you're you're counting down, you're getting your clothes ready, you're figuring out like where you're gonna go. It's like all of these things that you're doing prior to getting there, and you have this expectation that it is going to go well and that could be a double-edged sword sometimes because sometimes people put too much on it instead of like getting in the moment and being present but it's being able to see that prior you know those dreams and those goals um to keep you kind of moving forward to give you something to kind of shoot for to aim for um yeah to keep you moving and then you know the author right you said in before it was your own thoughts um you know, and now, you know, you are, you know, you have this relationship with the father, right? Um, you know, I think about the narrative, you know, I think about narratives, right? And one of the things that I wanted us to kind of talk about and maybe encourage one person is the fact that, you know, a lot of us are living, you know, from a place of like, um, you know, a story about themselves that, you know, something that has happened, you know, in their life. And um, and everything almost comes through, like every thought, every new relationship, every new beginning almost starts in that tragic place, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, there we've all have dark times and dark seasons, you know what I mean? And I and I just wonder, like, how have you and, you know, and what is your encouragement, you know, for a person to come out of that, you know, from that dark place who's like routinely in a space where they're always looking kind of from the lens of, you know, these things that have happened, you know, heartbreak um, and heartbreak, you know, um, happens in different ways. It's not always a romantic thing. Like you can lose, you know, a loved one that was a, you know, a, you know, a, a matriarch or patriarch to your family. Right. Um, how do how do you encourage someone and how do you for you, you know, how can you transition out of that space of like always routinely going to the dark place 
as like the beginning of your story. Like when you have to renew your mind every day, like are you renewing your mind from the same place every day? <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I'll just, you know, share my story, you know, with my, about my mom and, you know, and actually how I created, you know, well, my, I, I co-created hip hop hits. And so um, my mom was diagnosed with cancer back in 2013. And um, it seemed like it was just out of the blue. You know, she didn't drink, she didn't smoke, you know, she had some weight issues and things like that. But for the most part, it was just like, it just blindsided us. And um, when she passed, she ended up passed, she was diagnosed in 2013. She ended up passing in 2014, December, 20, uh, December 27, 2014. And when she passed, I started to look at everything differently, right? Um, I remember riding behind the hearse and as we were getting off the freeway, I just thought to myself, like, it's true. You can't take it with you. All these things that we work so hard for that we're chasing, you know, or just whatnot, those material things or to look a certain way, all those things you like, you can't take it with you in, you know, in the end. And, um, and so I say that to say, but there's some good things that are left behind, right? What legacy are you leaving behind? And so when my mom got sick, I needed someone that was going to be able to take care of, um, sub my classes. And so I couldn't find anyone that was going to be able to sub my classes. And so my um, best friend, uh, she was able to do that. She taught boot camp classes at the time and I taught another fitness format. And so what we did was we took 30 minutes of my dance cardio and put it with 30 minutes of her boot camp. And then that's how hip hop hits was born. Um, basically hit stands for high intensity interval training. And this is where, um, you know, something that was a, a, a tragic situation, but we brought it together and made something beautiful, which was hip hop hits. People started liking the format and because they liked the format, we kept teaching it. And then now when I go out and I teach, or when I teach the, the class, I tell people, I say, you know, I don't have my mom here, but you're here for a reason because I would not know you if it weren't for my mom, right? And so I'm grateful and I feel like you're supposed to be here and you obviously must be special. That's what I let them know. I'm like, you obviously must be special. And so um, I say that to say that God can use all things, no matter how bad it seems to, you know, um, turn it into a good situation to make it positive, right? Um, you know, kind of thing. You know, I was just watching, I think it was like um, America's Got Talent. And there was, um, you know, this guy, um, young, young black guy, he had no legs. And um, basically he just had his arms and he went through like this America, you know, Ninja Warrior course. And he's going on the monkey bars, he's jumping and, you know, doing all these things. He's climbing up a pole and he climbs all the way to the top and he gets there and he jumps up and he starts playing the drums and he's playing the drums after he just did this hard thing. And I'm like, dang. And he said, he just wanted to let people know that you just need to be limitless. Like you don't need to put any kind of ceiling on yourself. And I'm like, he doesn't have any legs. Like, you know, like no excuse. Like, you know, I'm like, dang. I'm like, I can't even just like swing on the monkey bars. Like it just, it just, you know, if you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. 
And so you can use your situation or that dark place as a reason to be depressed or upset or, you know, or just sad. Or you can use that as, you know what, I've overcome. I've come through the valley. I've come through and made it to the other side. And so that's the, um, I guess, tragedy is like, don't let it define you and don't let it be a negative, right? Don't let it be a negative. So I'm, I'm Sister Latasha, you just said something right now that should scare the world. So those of you that have been through trauma and been through pain, I think you just said that you can take that trauma and drama um, pain and actually use it. Like I think about some of my worst days and there's some times where I'm like, because I've been through, you know, because I've been through, like, I know I can do this. You know what I mean? Because I went through and just remembering like when you didn't have the peace of mind that you have, you know what I mean? When you didn't have the job that you have and just being able to think back and know that story. But then the conviction is is that I am never going back there again, Mm -hmm. you know, never going back there again. And, um, and, and, you know, within the faith, it's, you know, just, it's almost like you are honoring, you know, mm-hmm. you're honoring the, um, the, the, the grace, you know, the opportunity today. And I think sometimes it's, you know, you know, the part of this conversation, sometimes we get stuck, you know, mm-hmm. you get stuck, you can get stuck in that space and you're unable to get, you know, what you said you did makes sense, <laughs> mm-hmm. but how you got there to actually get to a place to to do what you said that you were doing because the emotions and everything else are pulling in you know and and um on our mind right something to renew it's pulling on your body you don't want to move right mm-hmm. yeah. like you got all these things that are holding you back and so um to me it sounds like if you've been through some stuff that you know and i know me there's some there's some conversations and there's some situations that you do not want to get in my way I'm telling you right now, <laughs> Natasha. Can you feel me? Yeah. <laughs> There's some situations because you've been through. Like you do not want to get mm-hmm. in my way. And I yeah. think about. Um, and I'm gonna pass the mic back to you. But I'm thinking about you know, David. When they go and get David to go get Goliath, and I always use this phrase because David sounds really proud. He says, "Who is this uncircumcised Philistine?" <laughs> right. And everybody who doesn't know the story. They was little Goliath is real big and everybody that Goliath was going up against, he was taking them down. They were fearful because he was so big. And so such a great warrior. Yeah. But, but you know what? David was like, I've been fighting bears. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been in these streets, you know, mm-hmm. I've been through some things. And so like his, you know, like his, where he'd been was like this empowering thing. So I, I, I got that from what you said that, that, you know, one way, um, you know, of authoring our narrative is to be, uh, to be inspired, you know, you know, by it as well. Yeah. You know, and, it, and to go along those lines, it's like, I love sitting down with people and talking to people. I'm like, why do you do what you do? And usually People who've been through something like, you know, when people have been through something, 
because they're it's like you know they call it like the smoke of battle on them like you walk different you talk different and it's just like you don't have time for the nonsense right it's like there's a there's just this i don't even know this unwritten thing that you 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 just kind of know and so i love asking people like what is your story and when people have been through something and then they overcome it's the most powerful thing and you know and that's where i think you see that drive you know one of the things i used to ask myself i'm like why do people wait until someone you know passes before they start you know donating to cancer research and blah 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 blah, blah or doing all of that other stuff and i was like oh okay so number one i better be i better watch how i ask for things right because now i see why and how and everything like that because it's like now i have a purpose and a reason because i've been now affected by it right and you know and i try to be helpful be, be, instead of needing to be affected um, by something try to be proactive about it before god um teaches me a lesson if that makes sense i don't know if that makes sense at all but i want to also go back to something that you said earlier about being stuck that word stuck has been coming up a lot and so um instead of thinking that you're stuck maybe you're stationed somewhere mm. right and you have to be stationed there because there's a lesson to learn right you can't move on to that next level and every time i feel like i'm going through the same thing it's that you know what's the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again expecting different results well if you're doing that same thing over and over again, maybe there's something that you haven't learned. And that's why you're going through that. Um, you know, Mark and I, my husband, Mark, we like to call it the Groundhog's Day effect. Right. You have to continue to go through that same day over and over and over again until you learn that lesson, that key lesson that you need to learn before you can move on, you know, to the next. Yeah. You know, um, you know, one of the things sometimes you know, to assess, right? You have to assess yourself. I think about like a narrative is the story, right? Like whose mm -hmm. who's story is this? And, you know, and are you living your mom's story, right? Are you living your dad's story? Like, are you living um, the story of what society says about your race, ethnicity, right? Like um, who is the author? And I think about um, the fact that the assessment sometimes is thinking about is what I'm believing and what I'm living. Is it true? Right? Like, and where's the, where's the line between the story that's in your head mm. and like the truth, you know, mm. people ask what is true. Right. And that's, that's what we should be trying to uncover every single day. And, in everything as well is what is the truth you know and um and this is why again like you know i appreciate our relationship because there's this um this is ironing sharpen iron and challenging you know and you just did it a moment ago about the station you know and 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 it would have been easy to just carry forward but i think just even thinking about that like sometimes you got to be you know you you have to be in that season for a minute so you can get what you need to get right um, but thinking about, you know, is what you're living true? You know, is what you want something true, you know, and it's, and it's sometimes I think that we can stay in a certain place because we just really haven't had that real, like self-assessment, look in the mirror, 
right at yourself and am i you know am i am i honest with myself you know am i loving my family you know with everything am i um you know am i actually you know listen, I'm, i want to get to the fitness piece because you know i got a fitness guru with me but am i really eating as healthy as i can right and i'm in the financial so i'm like am i keeping a budget you know am i communicating the best i can in my relationship like to my husband to my children right am i a peaceable person and i think that when we do the self assessment i think it you know it starts to open up you know what you know the narrative that we might be in and sometimes we're not even we're not whole we're not what we think we are you know what i mean like you've authorized something that is not even real <laughs> something's not even real yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's just interesting. It's like taking that honest look in the mirror. That is, uh, I think, key. And when I don't take that honest look, I feel like God places people in my life. And when they do something, I'm like, Lord, are like, you're showing me that because that's what I do. Because, of course, what's the first thing that wants to come out? You want to judge people, right? I mean, I want to judge people like, oh, why did you do that? Well, if I'm judging them, am I judging them because I see something in them? Like, I have to recognize what it is, right? I have to know what it is to even be judging what it is, right? You know, kind of thing. And so um, am I judging them because it's something that I see in myself? And so I feel like sometimes God is just like, okay, you're not taking an honest look, but I want to show you this. So if I get someone that doesn't like respond to me right away, I'm like, ooh, who didn't I respond to right away? Or if someone, you know, just like whatever, I always look and say, you know, did I do something like this? Did I treat someone else like this? And is God showing me how it feels because of something that I that I did? And, you know, I could say probably like 80% of the time, 80, 90% of the time, there's some truth to that, you know, where I just have to like go do a self-assessment and go, okay, I see that. I see that in that person because I think that is a characteristic in me and that needs to change. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the best, you know, um, I think remedy to kind of like <clears throat> finding out, you know, what you, I always tell my son, you always got to look at yourself first, you know, you know, we, this, this world, a lot of people are judging one another on different things, but when you really, really, really look close at yourself, you know, um, you know, I love the comments when people say, I'm a good person. I don't go to church. Right. And this is not like, you know, I'm not like trying to push church on anybody, but people will say, uh, I'm a good person. <laughs> and, uh, and I wonder like, you know, what do they think is good? You know? And I know the scripture says that nobody is good. The only person that's good is, is God. Right. And so I consider myself a good person, you know, like a lot of people like me, you know, they think I'm a friendly guy and all those things. But then when I really, really like, you know, look at ourselves and go, am I really good? And I'm like, nah, I still got work to do. You know what I mean? Like, and it's such a, and one, that honesty, even though like, even though it's true, you know what I mean? Like this, you know, I'm, I am brother Q, 
you know, like what you see is what you get. You know what I mean? Like some people think I'm a different person than person and I'm not. Um, Latasha is here. She could tell you <laughs> it's just live on the microphone. That's all. That's all that it is. But when you have that conversation with yourself, though, and you're like, can be honest and you're like, you know what? I don't have it all together. Right. I don't have it all together. And when you can do that, internalize that, there's a level of humility that gives you a chance to to grow. Right. There's a chance for you to like learn and and to actually, you know, go on a different trajectory because you were just honest with yourself. Like the story that you believe about yourself, your entitlement, United yes. States of America um, <laughs> and this younger generation. Let me say that too. this entitlement. Right. Um, you you know, you have put yourself into this, you know, you know, into this space that you really don't belong, you have not achieved, that you haven't not um, uh, accomplished, you know? And so to me, there's that look at ourselves that uh, will help us with our, you know, I think it helps us even be better in our relationships too, when we can be honest about ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. Honesty, that self-reflection is definitely key, you know? Um, you know, you're talking about fitness, right? And you kind of like segue into that. But I remember um, I had great self-esteem. I mean, awesome self-esteem. And so when I looked in the mirror, the person that I was health-wise, not just because I was bigger. So, you know, don't misunderstand me. But health-wise, I thought I was more healthier than what I actually was. So um, it took a picture back in 2010 that I saw of myself and I'm like, is that what I look like? You know? And I was just like, wow. And then I had to go and like start checking some things. I mean, I stepped on the scale and when I stepped on the scale, I was like four pounds away from my pregnancy weight. Can oh, I just say, can I just, yeah. I seen the picture. You was thick. Latasha, <laughs> 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 Latasha was thick. You know what I mean? Latasha from Texas, y'all. She was thick. She was on that barbecue. Alabama, look. Alabama, Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, get it right. She was on that southern. You know what I mean? And uh, but that's you know that's a real talk question, right? Like you had that that real talk with yourself. Amen. Yeah. And and I was a fitness instructor, so it wasn't like I wasn't working out and things like that. And so you know, I think you were talking about earlier, people like you know, like oh, I go to church and I'm a good person. It's kind of like oh yeah, I go to the gym. I mean, I was teaching fitness. And I looked at, I mean, and I could still move. I could drop it. I could do all those things. I, I mean, so I was just like, no, I got it. But there was just something that in that picture that uh, like kind of, it broke the glass and I really saw myself for where I really was. And it was just not, not just overweight, but it was, I was unhealthy. And I realized that my words and my actions were not lining up. I didn't feel good about going in front of everyone and saying, oh, you should do this and you should do that and you should do these things and things like that. You know, if you're like you're living your best life just where you are, that's your message. But that wasn't my message. And so something was not um, they, they weren't lining up. And so I had to change. I didn't want to be a hypocrite. And so I was like, OK, what am I doing? You know, and I had to learn, you know, about my body. I had to learn what was going on and to take that honest look in the mirror. Right. You know, and it's just like and so when you start to learn how to take an honest look in the mirror, you have um, grace for other people. Right. 
because you know, like I am flawed and I don't have it all right. And so um, taking that time with my kids, taking that time with my husband and, you know, like all of those things, it has helped me with um, my relationships so that I don't jump the gun. It's just like, no, I could be the person that's wrong and it's okay if, 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 it's, if it's me. But it's definitely taking that honest look in the mirror. Can you do me a favor? Um, mm -hmm. Let's say that person has lost weight, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and you lost weight. I mean, you see Latasha, she looked like a fitness instructor. instructor. Um, but the person who lost weight, like, how do they get their mind right to where they could live without the fear? You know what I mean? Like, because I think sometimes, like, we will stumble and continue to like, you know, you can have your weight go up and down, up and down, up and down, right? Because um, your mind, you have your mind is not healthy. And I'm just thinking about the person who has lost the weight, but their whole objective now, they almost are, have to be obsessed because of that picture you just talked about, you know? Yeah, right. And how and, do you encourage that person? Well, and it's, it's two different things, because if you... If you believe that you were a healthy person and you started to change your habits and started to live like a healthy person, then you become healthy, right? That goes back to renewing your mind. You're going to do those things. And so that means, you know, maybe it's getting your rest, drinking more water, um, moving your body. It's not about being perfect, but it's just, and you know, and what health means to each person is completely different. There's some people they don't have to work out and that's completely fine. There are people who can eat pizza and they don't gain any weight. That's completely fine. Health is different for each and every person. So it's not a prescribed one size fits all, you know, kind of thing. But then there are like in my mom's case, you know, she um, had um, the surgery to lose, you know, weight, gastric bypass. And knowing what I know now, I wished I would have been the trainer that I am now and I could have helped her back then. Um, I see people do that surgery, but they haven't changed their mentality about the food and things like that. And so they'll obsess kind of like that, like, you know, they'll get down and they'll be okay, but they haven't learned the habits to get them there, to keep them there. And so what happens is they end up gaining the weight back, right? And then there are the ones that, um, again, it's the mindset. If you don't have the right mindset about weight loss, and it's not even about weight loss. It's, that's why I say it's about being healthy. If you have the mindset that I'm going to be healthy, then you're not going to obsess over your weight. The weight is will naturally come. Because I like to use um, Serena um, Williams as an example. She's not a thin girl, but you can't say that she's not healthy, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not about the weight. You know, I mean, I don't know what her weight is, but she is all muscle. So again, you have to understand what does it mean to be healthy for you versus, you know, just trying to look at a number on the scale or just trying to look, look like a different body type to, you know, be obsessed about that. Yeah, you know, um, we're going to go... I got a couple more things I want to talk about because, um, you know, one of the things you talked about when you are honest with yourself, it helps you to be more relatable. Right. 
um, more relatable, even more likable. And in some cases, more lovable because this is Q's Lounge and, you know, I'm going I'm to get to the heart of everything, right? Um, I want to speak to influences, right? The world influences us in so many different ways. They tell you, and to the women more than men, and, and women, uh, forgive me if this feels like I'm out of place for saying it, but there's a lot of things that the world is telling us what is fit, what is sexy, what what is um, trending, right? And and I just think also too like relationships, right? Um, how do relationships influence your narrative? How can they and do they? And like um, and I even think you know you could be a person could be married into someone who is influencing their narrative. And it's not necessarily, you know, in a way to 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 uplift you and to, you know, and, and to, you know, to encourage you. So how how do you see influence impacting your narrative? I mean, it comes from all different sources. Right. So for me personally, like, for instance, makeup, I may have on a little lipstick today, but typically like there's no foundation. There's nothing that I wear. And I have to credit that to my dad because when I was younger, he always told me that I looked beautiful without makeup. And he said, I didn't need it. And so to this day, I rarely, I mean, if I wear it, it's only on occasions, but other than that, I don't wear makeup. And so he has, he was a big influence in my life. Right. Um, you know, my husband, he doesn't really care for a ton of makeup. That's not something that, it's just like, and, and truthfully, if you talk to most guys, <laughs> they'll tell you they don't actually like all that makeup, right? They they actually really don't. And so I don't know who said that, you know, you know, the lashes of this and that, and if that's your thing, that's your thing. But, you know, you know, we say that and say that, but then, you know, do guys go after women who look like that as well? So that's a whole nother, you know, you know, kind of, you know, story. So, you know, women may feel that they have to live up to the standard of what guys are looking for. But um, most of the time, if you're finding someone who is true and authentic and that is looking for true love, right? And which is, okay, so one of my shows that I like to watch is The Love is Blind, mm. right? <laughs> I watch that. And, and, I, and, and I, what I really like about that show, you know, is the fact that they take all of the superficial, all that stuff away. And you really got to be able to talk to somebody. You got to really be able to open up or you're just going to be sitting there in the room, just listening to somebody breathe, you know, mm -hmm. kind of thing. And when you take all those things away, what are, you know, what are you left with? Right. You take all those things away. What are you left with? And if you can't connect on that level, I guess, um, like, it, at that point, it doesn't matter because you'll see like sometimes you'll see certain couples, at least for me, again, me judging, <laughs> you know, I'll see certain couples and I'm like, oh, how does that work? But you know what? It does work because there's just something about their hearts that connected. Right. It wasn't the external and what the world sees. It is something that is just the heart connection that came about. You know, and I think that is um, that's that's the key. So we we have a lot of influences and, you know, the world says this and, you know, and all of those things. But, you know, 
if you want to do what the world does, great. But if you're looking for someone who is going to connect with you on that heart level, then, you know, you got to be willing to wear your heart on your sleeve. And sometimes that might hurt. But at the same time, it's just like, I want somebody to, you know, like me for the bare bones and not the made up version. Right. Because I can always get dolled up. But I was like, I want you like me at my baseline, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talked about, you know, um, skin deep, you know, you don't want to love that skin deep. I don't want a friendship that skin deep. I don't want a partnership in business that skin deep. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the influences, I think, are really important because they affect you have to have a good network, business network. You got to have people around you who are out there trying to get it. You know what I mean? And then also um, for those of us who, you know, um, who walk by faith, you know, are you claim to walk by faith? You know what I mean? Like you claim to believe, but like, where is it at in your life? You know what I mean? Who are the people that you engage? Who, who do you connect with? You know what I mean? That are walking by faith. That's, that's tough. You know what I mean? You want to, you want to buy a home, right? But you're not doing anything. You know what I mean? You have, you have no one in your, in your network to be able to help you guide you, you know, in the process of, you know, dealing with your credit or whatever else it might be. Right. So what Latasha, I heard you say is like, you know, having what you say and what you do need to kind of aligned, right. So that you are walking in truth. And so my conversation about, you know, the narrative and the truth, it's like, you know, where the truth is, and what your story is sometimes are separated. You know what I mean? And that's why we have to self-assess. And I think there's also this moment of like truth that what we're hoping to get to is that our story, right? Yeah. What we said we were gonna do, mm-hmm. what we have tended to do is matching up of what yes. we are to do. And this even goes deeper when you start looking at purpose as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wanna, I wanna just land on this last one because I think, you know, who is the author of your narrative, right? The story when you woke up this morning and before you go to bed tonight, who is the author? And are, are you, you know, are you the author? Are you, you know, have you invited God into your life to, to help you in your life? But there's also these things that are dictating our life and our choices um, that we need to release. Um, there are things that are happening that um, there are things that have happened in our life. There are things that are happening currently in our life. There are things that we are doing. You talked about habits, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And the habits and the, the the lifestyle. And you talked about the way that we think um, that need to be released. Can you just reflect on and share encouragement um how those the negative things the things that are not good for us how they can be dictating you know our life experience and how you approach it yourself well first off you got to be able to identify it right that goes back to that self-assessment that goes back to looking in the mirror what habits do you have that are um are they serving you or they're not serving you, right? Are they taking you away? Are they moving you closer towards your goals or taking you away from your goals? All of those things. And so you have to, number one, know where you are, know where you want to go, and then identify the habits that are getting you closer to it or taking you further away. 
So whether that's fitness, if you say, all right, I'm overweight now, but I want to be healthier and I want to lose weight because, you know, my purpose, my why is that I want to be healthier and I, you know, want my blood pressure to go down or, you know, all of those things, though, that's one thing. And then now if I eat this cake, is that going to move me closer to that habit or further away from that habit? Right. Or I mean, from, you know, from that goal. And then say you have a financial goal, you want to go on a trip and you want to save up money. All right. You need to know where you are. Where do you want to go? How much is it going to cost? Now, if I'm going to go shopping and buy this dress, is that going to take me closer to that goal or move me further away from that goal? And so um, it's really those those things. You can't just say, like, you know, stop doing this and do this. It's not that simple. You really just need to identify where you are, where do you want to go and then what habits are um, taking you closer to that and what are things that are taking you further away from that. And just stop doing those and start doing more of the things that are moving you closer to it. No doubt. No doubt. Well, Latasha, I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming into the Q's Lounge. We uh, we welcome you back. Hopefully you'll come back another time. Um, before we let you go, I want to let the people know how can they um, get in contact with you? So can you share with us how folks can get in contact with you? Yes, right now um, the brand that we are um, that I'm working on is Hip Hop Hits, and again that was because of my mom. And Hit stands for High Intensity Interval Training, and this is where we take dance, cardio, and boot boot camp training. We put it together and we do it all to hip hop music, and we have a lot of fun. So you can find me on IG at Hip Hop Hits. Awesome, awesome. Do you got anything that's coming soon? Anything else? Because I know you, Latasha doesn't just do one thing. This is she's a mother, a wife. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I don't know how many how many jobs and businesses you own, but is there anything that we um, need to be looking out for that's coming soon that you're doing? I would like to um, plug that. Um, so um, I'm working with a team through the Black Advisory Business Council through the Washington County Chamber of Commerce, and we are doing an event for um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And it's going to be on Tuesday, October 17th, and it's going to be at Mount Olivet um, West Campus on Kinnaman Road. And it's going to be from 430, um, I think 4.30 until 6.30. And we are going to bring awareness and it's called Thriving Together for a Healthier Tomorrow. And we chose that name because um, cancer is more than just breast, can breast cancer. And it affects so many people, um, different, you know, backgrounds and everything like that. And so we're going to have a conversation circle about people who are caregivers how um, a cancer diagnosis might affect, you know, children, you know, moms, men, you know, all of those things. And so um, this, we're going to have genetics testing. We're going to have the um, mobile me mammogram van that's going to be out there. There's going to be a lot of um, cool resources. So um, that's something that I'm super, super passionate about is helping people learn about their body so they can be proactive about their health and not have to get that diagnosis like my mom did. And so that there, there are resources out there to help us um, just make sure that we are living a healthier life and that we can be around for the long haul to do the work that the Lord has called us to do. Amen. Amen. Well, um, again, Latasha, you are my sister. I appreciate you for coming on the Q's Lounge. You know, I hope that it felt like a place that was safe. That was a vibe. You know what I mean? Bye. That's what Q's Lounge is. And uh, I look forward to having our parking lot conversation once again here on Q's Lounge. Um, and I pray that, um, like, again, that, that you know, what was shared um, would be received. 
And so again, just want to thank you for being on the show. And we we'll hope to see you again soon. Take thank care. You. Take care.